The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 2013 is coming to an end, and we want to hear what you think is the best and worst of soaps over the past 12 months. That's today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. As you just heard, I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We are back here live this week after taking a week off to give everybody a break and uh, the ability to spend some time with their families over the Thanksgiving holiday long weekend. I don't know if any of you were itching to maybe get away from your relatives and wish that we had a live show last week, but we did give you the opportunity that you weren't going to miss anything. We are back and there are just 25 days now left in 2013, and that means that we're also winding down to our last few episodes of Soap Central Live this year. In fact, next week is our last live show of 2013. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, it seems like it's, it's snuck up on me, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have new shows. We will have new shows all through the end of the year and even running into 2014, but we are going to be presenting our special year-end review shows coming up at the end of this month, the 20th and the 27th. We'll talk about the best of the year on December 20th, and then the following week we will talk about the things that maybe weren't so great in 2013. It's all part of our annual mission to uh, put all of that bad stuff aside as we roll into a new year and start off fresh with hopefully what will be an amazing year on the soaps in 2014. There were really some highs and some lows in 2013. Uh, When you talk about highs, it seems all of the soaps are at high ratings. Everyone is talking about how the ratings are going up. We'll try to figure out why that's the case coming up maybe in this week show and over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, as I mentioned, we are going to be doing those two special shows at the end of this month, the 20th and the 27th. And next week, we will have an all new live show where you'll be able to call in and chat with our special guests that we'll talk about coming up later. And this week, though, I wanted to do something that's a little bit different and give you, the fans, the opportunity to call in and tell me what your picks are for the best and worst of soaps over the past 12 months. It's something that we haven't done before, but I thought it would be a a nice switch to give you the chance to weigh in and not necessarily hear what experts have to say about the best and worst. So the phone lines are going to be open up all hour. You can call in and chat with me. The number that you need is 866 
866-472-5788. Again, that's 866-472-5788. The number's toll-free, so give us a call. Uh, I want to find out what are your choices for the best storyline of the year or the worst storyline of the year. I'm also interested in learning more about your picks for the best actor and actress of the last 12 months. We can talk about your favorite couples, your favorite and maybe least favorite characters. I also want to check with you to find out what your picks are for the most memorable moments of 2013. I always like to see what moments have stood out for you over the past 12 months. It's a lot easier to think about what was great and what was monumental in the past couple of weeks, but are there any moments going all the way back to the beginning of the year that really stand out, that have stood the test of time, that you think are some of the most memorable moments of the year gone by? Of course, we're going to be talking about more of the best and worst of the year gone by when we present our 18th annual SoapCentral.com Awards, affectionately known as the Dankies. We're going to be uh, accepting nominations for those in early January, so stay tuned. We'll have some more information about that. And uh, as I mentioned, this is an hour of your calls. If you don't want to hear me talking to myself or whistling Christmas carols for the next hour, you're probably going to want to call in. If you do want to hear that, there's probably something wrong with you. Uh, I don't know where why you would want to hear that. But again, the toll-free number is 866-472-5788. If you're not able to call in, maybe you're busy making a list and checking it twice, you can also share your comments on Twitter. Follow us at Soap Central or at Soap Central Live, and you can tweet your thoughts there. There's also a live discussion thread on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Soap Central. That's enough of me for right now. You'll hear me talking throughout the hour, but I want to go right to the phone lines. We have someone who earlier this year was a big winner on one of our giveaways away contests here give uh i believe it was a year of hulu plus time has gone so fast i don't even remember what we've done in the past 12 months in the show we have jamel from brooklyn who wants to weigh in with a favorite couple of 2013 what is your uh what's your favorite character or your favorite couple i'm sorry jamel Oh, hi, Dan. Um, you know, I didn't even know that it was uh, it was the best or worst. I just saw the couple because I have so <laughs> it's so many. I, I have so many other things. I also was couple, and I would have said something different because I, okay. there's so many things that are burning at me. But um, when I called in to to say, and I remember I won that the Hulu, and I'm sorry, I still I'm a little a little embarrassed, but I had to email you, and it was back and forth. And anyway, it was a certain way, but I'm, I'm it, it works, and it was beautiful, and and I love it. But anyway. Um, but it wasn't a little. It was a little much when I was emailing you, wasn't it? Uh, well, you know, you, we needed to verify who you were to make sure that everything <laughs> was set up and that somebody else didn't yes. get a free year of Hulu because that would have not been a good situation. So you weren't necessarily calling in. Uh, you were calling in about the favorite couple. You didn't know that we were going to be talking about best and worst. So is there something else that stands out in your mind as something mm. that you think was the best oh, of 2013? So but I'm going to condense it down really quick. Sure. Um, um, but favorite couple. It's hard because it, it, for me, I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a person who's not bowled over and, and like a fanatic when it comes to oh I love everything. It's hard because I, I'm a I'm a diehard from the '90s and and I can see and taste and feel the different flavors that it is now than it was then. But that being said, one people one couple that did surprise me this year and it and it happened actually a couple a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months ago was um, on General Hospital, the coupling of um, Sonny and Olivia. Um, I didn't really feel like I would be invested in that, but I remember the history. I, of course, they have, child, they have a child together, and it was um, blown apart be- beautifully and dramatically by the wonderful Sarah Brown. She was there, 
and you know she played Connie Falconeri, and and they never got back to get on the screen since then. Well, this year they I guess they didn't have anybody else to match them with, and they brought them back, and it works. It really works. I mean, it's endearing. It's, she Olivia doesn't take any mess of him, and she's sort of livening up again. The actress is so wonderful, and Maurice Bernard. I've been a fan for a long time, but his character. I really couldn't. I could take it or leave him because I, I like I like general hospital and all stories with mystery and goth and and just all types of all that. I don't like the mob centric thing, but he has been killing it. I'd be I'd be st- dumbfounded if you know between Tony Gary um, and him, you know, and of course I'm wonderful work on CBS, but but Maurice, I'm, I got my eye on him. Like Wendy Williams, I got my eye really on him <laughs> when um, Connie had died and he went manic and he was off medication. He was real in secrets. Those episodes would were, were really edge your seat. It really was quite amazing. Well, let me ask um, you a question. You had yeah, mentioned please. that you, you weren't a fan of the mob centric storyline. So no, I'm not. I, no. I, it's interesting to hear, though, that, that Sonny has become someone who you, you have your eye on. Do you think that that's <laughs> true for a lot of people that, you know, it can all really be about storyline? There were a lot of people who called General Hospital the Sonny Hour, the mob hour, and that's they were right. shying away from the character. But now that we have a new set of writers and we have, uh, you know, a different focus, there's still some mob-related things in there, certainly with the Jeromes coming back. But right. it's interesting. Interesting to hear you explain how your perspective of a character has changed well, based upon you. the storylines. It, well, it has, but you know what? They get me. I, and something is going on that I, that is a different time in all stories, and I'm, I really watch all of them here and there. But General Hospital is what I watch in Days of Our Lives too. Um, but something different is happening. I'm not sure if it's just a new generation of writer, like people in their 30s or whatever. You know, people who are younger or whatever that are doing something similar to what they do in prime time, Breaking Bad, you know, where they can get in there and do something a little different that may take time for the audience to get adjusted to. Um, and because and I found that with, um, with Young and Restless, too, like the, the end of this year, I found like I'm being more invested, not in the sad story, but actually in some new characters, which I know is, is like blasphemy to the people who, who really <laughs> doesn't like Jill Farron Phelps and all the people. And they don't give me getting started. We got in trouble on the show. I, I do sometime. But, yeah, I found like I'm, I, like you said, I'm turning around. I'm taking notice. Um, what brought me to General Hospital was the, was the 50th anniversary. That's what got me to watch it again this year. Oh, I think they, that a lot of people tuned in for that. They saw that there were some familiar faces and, that were returning, and, and, you, and they and you know what to check it out. I was going to say, you know what happened for me? I stayed. <laughs> I stayed. When, it, when they did the 50th anniversary, I, I came in to see Lucy. I came in to see Felicia and, and Tony and, and all Bobby and all of them, but I stayed because um, they gave us something to do. And I'm, I'm rooting for some new characters and, and rediscovering Sonny. Um, and I, I know you have to go and all that kind of stuff because you have a big show. And, you know, just love your show and love you. you. Um, the worst this year, because I know you, the worst for me, you know, what have to be is it was the leaving of, oh, my favorites, my favorites, Taylor and, and Steffi. On Bone and Beautiful, I've I talked to Hunter Towler and you know on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And to the life of me, and she's such a classy lady. To the life of me, I still haven't gotten a straight answer. What happened with those two ladies? Now we know that Steffi's coming back, but you know for limited engagement. But I don't understand that what they were doing because it happened in such a two-week span. Steffi got everything, and then. Within two weeks, we as the audience had to accept she lost the baby. She couldn't have children. She lost Liam. She, it was so much. I found myself very emotional when she left the show. And, and what happened there. Oh, and also the affair 
that people are, are living for. They are absolutely living and dying for with um, Bill and, and uh, Brooke. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And I know that um, Catherine Kelly Lane was tweeting um, at the beginning of the storyline. She didn't understand it. She said, I don't understand it and, and those kind of things. So I'm not sure how she feels about it now. She's been quiet about that. But that was really those, those, those turnarounds were really quite much for me because that was the show that I, I went into. I, I forgave them for Stephanie dying because the actress was, was adamant that she wanted to leave and that it was time. So it was sort of like a blessing to go on and, and invest in the show. But what they gave us, I was like, no, no, no. So, but it's a they, good thing. It did get you to feel something. It got you. You said you were a little bit emotional. So that's a good thing. And I'm hoping that we're going to have yeah. some folks who have felt things about the soaps over the past 12 months coming up later in the show. Jamel, yeah. it's always a pleasure when you call. Thank and you. I always like to hear where you go. You you go from soap to soap to soap. I never know quite where we're going to go. And I think that that makes for, <laughs> for a lot of fun. So thank you. And hopefully thank you. we'll talk to you in 2014. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. You heard Jamel talk about one of his picks was the departure of Jacqueline McInnes Wood as Steffi on The Bold and Beautiful. As part of our uh, public service announcement here during Soap Central Live, I do want to remind you guys that uh, Jacqueline's new series, Party On, premiered last night on E! If you missed it, though, there's good news because the show is being rebroadcast by E! throughout the weekend in the late night hours. I checked my TiVo and saw that it's also running early next week in the late hours. So check your local listings to find out what time and channel. It, the channel is E, but to find out what channel number it is in your area. And you can check out that first episode. The show's regular time slot is Thursday nights at 10 p.m. And I am going to be posting the link so that you can hear Jackie talk about the show and what fans can expect. She was on Soap Central Live last month. I'm going to post that link so you can check out her interview after today's show, because we don't want you to leave just yet. I'm always surprised when people on Twitter or Facebook say that they're going to call in and then say that they won't because they're nervous, and then sometimes they really do call in, and that's the case. We have a caller who has kept his word. George from California is on the line. He wants to give some of his picks for best and worst, and from what I remember him saying on Facebook, some WTF moments. We won't say what that means. You'll have to Google it yourself. So let's bring on George. George, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? I am wonderful. I am glad that you called in. You have best and worst. You said you had a list. You were ready to go. So where would you like to start? Would you want to start with the positives? Do you want to do the best? Or do you want to cleanse your, your soul of all these worst things that you may have on your list? Well, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the worst things. It's definitely moments where, you know, I have to kind of question some of the decisions of the writers and the executive producers, the showrunners themselves. Um, sometimes it was correcting history. So, you know, I give props to some of the writers. They had to, like, correct some bad storylines or just some inappropriate storylines uh, from the show's past. But uh, I think one of the, the biggest moments that, that kind of caught off guard, you have to go back to February, was, uh, I, I believe it was with Lucy Coe coming back to General Hospital, seeing, um, definitely seeing Silas or whether it was John McBain at the time, I believe, uh, I have to remember which character he was playing. Um, and he, then she thought it was um, Caleb Morley from Poor Charles. And I'm a big fan of Poor Charles. I watched each one of those webisode-type storylines mm -hmm. they did in the latter part of the show's history. But um, I, I just thought it was, it was 
quasi over the top and they just wanted to, uh, I think bank on the history of Livy and Caleb, um, with, with the actors and the actresses on the show. And Which I, I, I loved. Know. I loved that. When, I mean, that was one of my favorite couples on Port Charles. I thought they were great, so I was anxious to see if they'd be able to recreate the magic. And, and they do. I mean, you look at Sam and Silas right now, I, they got it. I, I, mm-hmm. I just think they're, they have chemistry beyond any soap couple I've seen in, in at least the last 15 years hmm. on multiple shows at this point, right? Yeah. But I, I just think uh, introducing Rafe Jr. from bringing Allison back um, just to kill her it was very interesting how they pulled it off. And I love Ron and Frank. And it, I just think that was just kind of one of the moments in General Hospital this year where I was just like, what? they're trying to explain away basically the history of the television show Port Charles, which whether you like the show or not, when it became kind of dark and, and mysterious, uh, I just think... I don't know, for the fans of the shows, it was a little bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, I was sort of disappointed that they killed off Allison, too. Uh, I've always liked Aaron Hershey uh, Presley, and it was sort of upsetting. I liked seeing her, loved seeing her. That was great, so that was a plus, something that you know we might otherwise not have seen. But to have the character killed off was kind of disappointing. So let's talk about maybe some best things of the world of soaps. What are some of your favorite moments or favorite storylines of 2013? I think we have to go a little bit to, I know it's a sore subject with the Prospect Park stuff, but I think all my children bringing back Dimitri. Yes. Uh, wonderful Michael Nader. Uh, I just think that was awesome. I, I think his, uh, Michael um, and Julia Barr's uh, chemistry was just, it didn't even leave after, what, 25 years of being away from the show. So I, I, I just think it was wonderful to see Michael Nader back as, as Dimitri. And it was such a surprise. I remember at the red carpet premiere for All My Children, One Life to Live, when we heard that Michael Nader was on the red carpet, it was sort of a, no one could really believe it since he'd, you know, he'd had some personal matters that uh, resulted in him leaving All My Children. And, you know, the fact that as soon as Prospect Park was coming back and, and they had the rights to all my children and could sort of do what they wanted, it was, it was fascinating. That was one of the things that they decided to, to go after, that of all the things in the show's history, that they went for Michael Nader. And I think that from what I've seen, so many fans were really, really supportive of that decision. They thought it was a, a relatively classy move to, to reach out to the past and, and bring him back. It's a shame that we won't get to see what happens since the show is on that indefinite hiatus. But I agree with you. That was really one of the best casting decisions. And I still want to know if he was Celia's benefactor or not. I just <laughs> That was kind of one of the big question marks um, in my mind. And I love the character of Celia. That, that was another positive uh, this year, um, is introducing a new character is difficult. Difficult oh for the fans. Oh, my gosh. It really is. I think for any show, it, it's a really delicate balance. And when you put her up against Hot Petey, which is what I call this version of, of Petey, Petey. Um, okay. it worked. You think so? I, I think so. Now, Hot Petey himself, I mean, bringing <laughs> Petey back as, as Mr. Muscle, maybe not so much. But I, I really did like their their chemistry together. Now, whether the storyline dictated it or not, it's a different question. Opal trying to 
get them together and, and, and whatnot at the, at the beginning there. Um, it just, I, I really liked the chemistry between the two actors that played those roles. Okay. Well, while we're talking about new characters from any of the other shows, do you have another uh, pick for maybe best new character of 2013? Uh, I think we have to go to General Hospital, and it has to go to Mara West's Ava Jerome. I, I just love Ava. I mean, Mara West just kind of kicks butt on that show. I, she just takes names so much more so than when she was with Diane on Young and the Restless. She's really come into her own. Yeah, I don't think we even want to really mention The Young and the Restless. I feel like that was such a disservice. I liked Mara um, even back when she was on As the World Turns. I thought the character of Carly was written so well. It was sassy and and smart comments. The Young and the Restless thing is just such a, to me, my opinion only, guys, it was such a debacle to bring in someone for a character, a character that really could still be there, to kill off the character, to kill off an actress that, I mean, has an Emmy you know, I don't know. It, it just seemed like a really poor decision. It seemed like it was it was very handled very poorly, and it upset a lot of people. It would have been almost better if she hadn't been on The Young and the Restless, and you know, maybe just popped up at General Hospital now later. So I, I agree with you. I, I think that Mara West is uh, a great addition to any soap, but particularly in the role of Ava on General Hospital. Right, and and just her chemistry with everybody on this show, um, especially with with William DeVry. Um, in what a what a wonderful kind of turn of events of him coming on to General Hospital as well. Um, it's been a while since we've seen him on All My Children and uh, Bold and Beautiful, so it was it was great to see him pop up as as Julian. So the the basically the Jeromes is uh, kind of one of the the best picks of uh, 2013. Remember, I have to add best family to our category, but that's interesting. And, and it's certainly, uh, from what I've seen on Twitter and on Facebook, people like all of the nearly closeless scenes that William DeVry has had. So I'm sure that that's helped the viewership numbers as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. That show, the way they balance, um, you know, having people in underwear on that show is, is incredible. And I think that's Long and Frank coming from One Life to Live and having their pick of the Ford brothers, uh, et cetera, and, and showcasing their quote-unquote talents. I, it's kind of fun to see them bring some of that um, with, with Chad and, uh, and some of the other um, actors on uh, General Hospital. So it's kind of fun to kind of uh, get the romance and get the fun back in, in daytime. It doesn't have to all be serious. Well, I would like to thank you for showcasing your opinions here on Soap Central Live with me today. I know that a lot of people are tweeting and, and, and uh, rambling on about some of the things you said and sharing their thoughts. So I want to make sure that we get to some of those other callers that are on the line at the moment. But thank you so much for, for taking the plunge to talk to me. Thank you so much, Dan. We'll talk to you Ab- soon. Absolutely. All right, gang, we have some more folks. We're going to go to Bonnie next, and then we have Gerald and Marilyn on deck, so we'll get to them in just a bit. But, Bonnie, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thanks, Ian. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I'm glad that you were able to get through to talk. I don't know what you uh, want well, to talk about in terms of best Well, I want to talk about um, Prospect Park and how they brought all my children one night to live, but I don't know if I can say this on the air, but I'll clean it up. Jerking us around, pulling the plug after the first season. 
Well, I will say, and I know that uh, coming up later, Marilyn has a question, too, about if there's any talk of All My Children coming back to TV. You know, right now, the way that things are, I think it's important, and I was I was corrected and, and told by some folks that the All My Children and One Life to Live are not currently in production. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've told the people that they can go and, and go about their ways, and there's, you know, the legal dispute, and there's a bunch of other information going on. However... You know, there's been someone who wanted to point out to me that they have not been canceled. Uh, so it doesn't mean that they are gone forever to be gone, that they're temporarily or indefinitely suspended, which could mean that they could come back. It may mean that they not come back. Uh, so, I mean, I'm now sort of reluctant to use the word canceled. That was something that I'd use. Someone, as I said, scolded me. But I agree with you. It was such a high. It was such yeah. a high to have them come back. And then for whatever reason, whether it's money, whether it's the legal matter, whatever the case is, it was such an absolutely crushing low to have them yanked away, you know, for, for lack of a better word. I mean, they're, they're not right. with us. I was going to ask about the legal matter, too. Was that the problem, bringing back the two shows? You know, it's funny. From, almost from reading the legal brief, the, the, or the file, the, the court case that was filed, if you read through it, it seems to me, again, just uh, my non-legal opinion, mm-hmm. it seemed that Prospect Park really expected One Life to Live to blow everyone away. And I even said that in, in all the comments that we've had here, whether it's with callers, when Richard Sims of Soaps and Depth has been here, I was the one, I also expected that One Life to Live would come back much more on fire than All My Children, because mm. that was the show that had the higher ratings on television. And it seems that Prospect Park was really surprised that it was all my children that was getting the attention you know for one reason or another I think personally the storylines were better on on all my children but you know there's really no way to know what all of that legal wrangling may or may not have affected one life to live there were a lot of questionable decisions made all the way around but rather than go on about that since it definitely is one of the worst Mm -hmm. of of the year the end of these two shows let's focus on some of the good stuff do you have from either of those do you have a best the best I would say is the writers and the producers and the directors at GH all around. Storylines so, have been phenomenal. Okay. They're now in first place. They just bypassed, as I read, Young and the Restless. Not in it's, total ratings, just in, in the way in, that they're, they're ratings in certain demographics. Right, groups. that's what I meant. Okay, and yeah, I just want also, to also um, bringing back Kristen A., uh, Michael E. and um, Roger H. as new characters who blew my mind and I thought they wouldn't be able to pass it off, but they did. It is. I, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I, it wasn't sure what was going to happen. I still think that it's a shame that we had to go through all of the, the commotion that we did over characters because my first choice would be to have the One Life to Live characters somewhere being played by these three people, you know, whether it's General Hospital, One Life to Live, both, wherever it was, that would have been my first choice. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad to see that we've been able to come up with something that was able to use uh, the three characters, the three actors, rather, uh, because, I mean, they're certainly with, with Kristen, we've watched her grow up in front of our eyes. Roger Howarth is just an incredible talent. And surprisingly, you know, Michael Easton, I liked him more as John McBain when he moved over to General Hospital. I loved him on Port Charles. I did uh, I didn't get to see him on Days of Our Lives. I wasn't actively really watching soaps then. But I still like him, even as Silas, on General Hospital now. So I'm glad that these three actors are with us, because certainly the alternative of having them not be on television would 
really not be such a good choice. And as a um, caller prior to me mentioning um, Port Charles and um, the Caleb and um, story, Absolutely. I think they make a great couple on General Hospital, too. I do. I think it's one of those couples. I mentioned in my Two Scoops column on SoapCentral.com a couple of weeks ago that, you know, I, I'm surprised. They've been really kind of hot in all and of their incarnations. I mean, it's like writing history all over again, but as different characters. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know what uh, I, I don't know what folks look for. I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they were able to to strike gold because I've certainly folks who are listening. No matter what soap you're on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there have been some times where they've recast a role and tried to pair those the, the actors together, even though they were playing different roles. And sometimes it just doesn't work. I don't know why that is, and sometimes it does and doesn't work, so it certainly would be an interesting discussion to have with people, but mm-hmm. uh, I want to make sure, Bonnie, that I thank you for calling in. Thank I want to go so to much. some of the other callers. You too. It's always great to have folks call in, and for those of you who are listening, we were talking a little bit about Prospect Park. There is new information. The CEO, Jeff Quatnitz of Prospect Park, is actually suing Prospect Park to get out of a non-compete clause in his contract. You can read all about that right now on SoapCentral.com. Just click on the appropriate link. You'll be able to read all of the very interesting details of that. We're going to keep going, talking about the best and the worst. Coming up later, we'll have Mary from Virginia, but right now we have Gerald from Virginia. It's a Virginia show, I guess. So, Gerald, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, actually. Um, I came with a nice, prepared, short list for the most part. Um, do you want to start with worst. best, or do you want to start with worst? Which do, which worst makes you it's a... actually really short. <laughs> okay, good. So what's uh, um, the super worst? Short, but before I go there, it's so funny. You were talking about characters that, well, actors and actresses that had great chemistry, but it didn't translate when they went to another soap as another character. And I don't know what made me think about it, but I instantly thought about Taylor and Jake from All My Children. Um, That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, that was the biggest one that never happened, and yeah. That I think that's too, and, you know, and also, I mean, they, they've tried it on some other shows where uh, it's been successful and not successful. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Mary Beth Evans and Stephen Nichols. Uh, General Hospital tried to recreate their magic that they had on Days of Our Lives. I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't uh, successful. I'm just thinking of, of some that have and have not worked. I know that maybe The Young and the Restless wanted to consider putting uh, Debbie Morgan and Darnell Williams together on The Young and the Restless, trying to capture some of their magic from All My Children. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Neither one of those are there. So while we're talking about things that didn't work, worst, you said it's a short list. What are some of your oh, worst it's 2013? Exactly one thing. I hate the character of Brad. There we go. On General um, Hospital. Yeah, on General Hospital. And that's um, the worst character of all the soaps in 2013 for you. Yeah, he's skeevy. I don't like him. Maybe Taylor's a close second, but um, <laughs> okay. I can't stand him. Uh, I just I would not mind if he left the, can- the canvas, especially if Lucas is around the corner. I would love to see him sort of slowly back off the canvas. But with that said... Um, that actually does tie into one of my best storylines, which is where it seems to be going with uh, Britt and possibly Britt having Lulu's child with the last embryo. Um, mm-hmm. the, the basic will it be or won't it is actually a really good story in itself. But just the way that all the baby storylines with Lulu, Britt, 
and Maxie have been really, really, really good um, to watch. Um, uh, somebody already talked about Dimitri. I was very excited about the death of Jason Morgan. Um, you were excited about the death of Jason Morgan. Yeah. Yes, I did a dance, and not only did I do a dance, but they played it well because it affected the canvas in such an awesome way that they didn't lose it, and they took that steam. It's still going forward. Uh, just how Sam was very honest last week about the fact that, you know, she sort of wishes that Jason sometimes still will come through the door, um, and how we were saying that she is still where Patrick was just, until last week and how uh, she doesn't know quite where she is in her grief process. So I'm excited that he's dead. I wasn't a big fan of him, but his death is definitely made for some great things across the canvas. Um, Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because now the discussion on Twitter is what dance did you do? You said you did a little dance. What dance did you do? (laughs) Um, Sometimes I get excited and I do a shimmy. I'll stand up on my bed and I'll shimmy. You'll stand up on the bed and do a shimmy. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see. And then the last three were uh, the, the Waterline story this year. That was this year, right? Or was that last year? No, I really feel like it was this year. With Robin, Keep talking while I, while I, I mean, rewind with, in my head and try to figure it out. Uh, I feel like it was this year. And if it was, that was a really great story. I, I love all the characters coming back, um, like Jackson stuff and how that affected everyone on the canvas. And while everyone loved Robin coming back for Patrick, um, I loved Robin and Anna's reunion. And even oh. more so today, Robin and Maxie. Well, I, for, I, yeah, folks know that I don't usually watch my Friday shows until after we do Soap Central Live. So I've only been seeing what people have said on the Twitter machine about there's a slap, which I can't wait to see. But you're right about the Anna and Robin reunion. There. You know, they've done it before. Uh, Anna and Robin reunited briefly on All My Children uh, a bunch of years back. And I remember that was good. But, you know, there were there were certain moments in that reunion on General Hospital where Finola Hughes didn't even have a word. She didn't have to say anything. You could just see everything that she was conveying with, you know, subtle motions, a couple of different expressions, uh, you know, just the, the look on her face. That's what I like. I like the I like when soaps will try to make you have to do the work. They won't put the words on the screen. You have to put mm-hmm. the words and figure out what's going on in your head. I actually think that sometimes is more powerful. Um, exactly. And I think what made it a crazier this time is that now Robin knows exactly what her mom went through. It's it's sort of like now Emma's where Robin was when her mom first came back due to Faison, but now Robin is sort of where Anna was because she knows what it feels like to have thoughts to have been dead, and the the fact that they can relate on such a level is just crazy, and the dialogue has been great because of that. The dialogue's been so spot on. Um, Patrick and Sabrina, after the not wedding, um, just um, Anna telling her, you know, life isn't going to be what you think it is, but you should still fight. Um, and nobody knows that better than me because it happened to me and you. Um, but Robin and Maxie today, definitely, I didn't think that I missed that relationship as much as I did until I saw it. Um, so those are definitely my favorites. <laughs> Do you have, I'm trying to think, we, we were, what we've talked about. We've talked about couples. We've talked about new characters. We've talked about families. 
Do you have a favorite couple from the soaps in 2013? Um, you know, maybe one that hasn't been discussed. I'm trying to look to see what you've all talked about. I mean, you've got the returns, uh, you've got people see. that you don't like, but what about couples? Favorite couples, uh, as in actual loving couples or any type of relationship? It, any, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Sometimes the best couplings are non-romantic couplings. Exactly. Um, I noticed this today, and I don't know if anyone else has thought this, but I really think I like Patrick and Felix. Interesting. They have started to forge a friendship, I think, that's outside of Sabrina. Um, and I don't know how deep they are going to go with that, but I actually really like those two together. Um, I won't ruin today's episode for you, but it's just like how comfortable Patrick's become with, with Felix in his life. And I like Felix and, uh, Lucy as far as couple couples, um, on general hospital, I really didn't like Sam or Silas until the other day after the wedding, when they were on the pier. Um, I think that. It was very nice of Silas to stand up to Sam's dad, but I think that it was fun watching the actor have such fun with that. I haven't seen him probably have that much fun since Blair put him in a Hawaiian shirt on one like the list. <laughs> okay, the Hawaiian shirt. All right. Yeah, it's something about when he gets to do really fun stuff, and he he does it really well, and I just think because he comes off as so stoic, we forget about that. Um but, I, yeah, I think that my favorite one so far may be Patrick and Felix, and I would love to see that friendship grow, even if he doesn't, Patrick doesn't end up with Sabrina. Well, for those of you who are listening and you have your thoughts about your favorite couples, whether they're romantic or otherwise, you are certainly welcome to call in and chat with us at 866-472-5788. We are on the air for another oh, 20 minutes, we'll say. Uh, I'm looking at the clock. So that will be what we can talk about, or we can talk about any of the best and worst. You heard Gerald has given us uh, a whole bunch of stuff, and we've sort of covered the gamut of categories. So I'm going to thank you so much for calling in and being a part of today's show. Thank you. All right, gang, we are still talking about the best and worst of 2013. It's pretty much the best and worst of anything. We're going to take a call from Emily in just a second, but I want to read what some of you folks on Twitter are sharing. We have uh, Stephen, who said that the best is YNR. Nikki finally has a story. Uh, Catherine's death and the unfolding. The worst was Sharon's character assassination and the hiring of Jill Farron Phelps. Uh, all my lesbians says the best was all my children coming back and the worst was, well, all my children going away again. We also have, uh, another one from Steven who mentioned that on the bold and the beautiful Rena Sofer being hired was uh, one of the best moments and Catherine Kelly Lang killing it like always. And the worst is Steffi Liam Hope and some storylines that are maybe moving a little faster than they should, which is surprising because I think for so long, The Bold and the Beautiful was known for storylines that maybe didn't go very fast, and now they've moved to the other side of the pendulum to things that are maybe a little bit too fast. And we also have from Louis J. Jr. on Twitter that this is uh, an easy one to answer this year. The best is Cartini, which is uh, Ron Carlovati and Frank Valentini reviving General Hospital. The worst 
is the failed reboots of All My Children and One Life to Live. You can share your picks on Twitter. Tweet us at Soap Central or even at Soap Central Live. You can also call in at 866-472-5788. As I mentioned, we have another call from Emily from New York. So let's bring on Emily. Emily, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you today? I'm very good. So I I suspect, it's always nice when people call in, particularly if they haven't called into the show for quite some time, uh, but I suspect that I know one of your worst picks would also be All My Children Going Away. Yes, absolutely. So we we know that that's worse. It may be one of the worst moments in all of soaps is any time that a soap goes away. So the end of All My Children, One Life to Live, no matter how long it's for, whether it's Obviously, they're not coming back in 2013, so we can say that they went off the air in 2013. But let's let's turn the 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 sunshine on this a little bit and have a better discussion. What are some of your best, or some of your favorite moments of 2013? I thought one of the best was uh, Cassandra being kidnapped on All My Children. Which, for folks who maybe didn't watch All My Children, and the episodes of All My Children are still available online. You can go to SoapCentral.com and find out how to go there, or you can also go to TOLN.com. All of the available episodes of All My Children, One Life to Live are available for online viewing for free, so if you can get on your computer, you can check them out. But the Cassandra kidnapping storyline, Emily, uh, I mean, was really one of the most controversial that we've seen in soaps in quite some time because it was... I mean, it wasn't sugar-coated. It was very, very wow. graphic. It was very, very dark. It was a very yeah. powerful and at sometimes uh, terrifying story of a young woman being kidnapped and kept as part of the sex trade, human trafficking. Yeah. It was almost like watching a movie. Um, I don't think any soap has ever gone that far before. You know, I don't think so either. Do the I, porno. I mean, they really took it worldwide. I thought it was a really great story. So, I mean, for folks who are also who maybe were watching All My Children, one of the things that was interesting about that, too, is a character that hadn't been on the canvas in quite some time was suddenly made one of the key core, uh, most front-burnered characters on the soaps. And, you know, you had an actress. It was good, too, because she was able to act. She was a good actress. And she was Angie and Jesse's daughter. So if you don't care about that... If you watch All My Children, you're going to love Angie and Jesse. It wasn't like it was some far-fledged character. It was Angie's daughter. Absolutely. Which, yeah. I mean, it's helpful, but it, it even was an actress that um, fans had never seen. I mean, the only folks who knew Sal Stowers was from her time on America's Next Top Model. So, I mean, I, I know that... she was fantastic. And she, she really was. I mean, it was one of those things where... You have someone new, and you hear that they're a model, and your first thought is to go, oh, of course, they're going to be horrible. They're going to be, you know, they're not going to be what we need them to be. They're going to maybe pale in comparison to some of the more seasoned actors. And, you know, I got to tell you, there were a couple of times where I I watched the episodes of All My Children and was just sort of left numb at the end. Yeah. And for such a pretty girl, they they made her look so ugly. In the same clothes, day after day after day, you know, beaten and bruised. And, so she really did a great job, and I thought it was a terrific, really engrossing story that you had to watch to see what's going to happen next. So what are some of the other things in the world of soaps in 2013 that you thought were on your best list? Uh, I really loved uh, Faison in, uh, in The Mask. 
because we didn't know what that was all about in Duke's mask. And the reveal when the mask melted away, that was incredible. <laughs> you know, I have no idea if he's actually listening to this week's show. Uh, he was supposed to leave the office early. But I have to say that my executive producer, John, looks an awful lot like Faison. They have the same... Really? They, they do. Uh, I, like scary. I said, he's probably on a bus right now. So I, I, I may even post a, a secret photo somewhere on my Twitter account so folks can check it out. They could pass as, as, as twins. But okay, so the Faison mask was wonderful. What about when we went and we tried to recreate that magic and had a second mask where Obrecht pretended to be Anna Devane? Did that work as well for you or not? It did work as well. Of course, it was a different type of reveal. But it did work as well because the two women pulled it off. You know, they just really pulled it off, and you just didn't know who you were seeing there for a few minutes, you know? No, it's it's, it's true. I mean, there are certain things that we are willing to... Look the other way. At least I am. I know that there are certain things that happen on soaps that happen in movies. You know, I mean, for people who say that yeah. soaps aren't realistic, look at some of these action flicks that make billions of dollars. You know, someone's shooting uh, three thousand rounds from their gun, and somehow they never hit the hero, and the the hero <laughs> fires off one shot, and somehow not only does it kill the person shooting at them, but it blows up the enemy base, and you know, <laughs> three thousand people are, are running away, screaming and surrendering. So, well, that's if, certainly if, if movies and TV are real life, then who's going to watch them? We live real life every day. Well, you know, that's it's right? an interesting. Well, it's an interesting thing that I started thinking about last night in the course of making notes for some of my best and worst uh, of the year. I'm surprised. You know, I actually find myself liking some characters more when they're going through a, a, a bad patch. I know no one wants to watch soaps to, or anything maybe for that matter, to see really, really sad things. You don't want to watch to see a, a child struck by a car. You don't want to watch to have, find somebody whose heart's broken or they've lost a loved one. But... To that end, I find on General Hospital right now, I find the Patrick Sabrina Robbins storyline so – I find it so engrossing because it seems that for a lot of the, the story, there's a lot of heartbreak on everybody's part. Nobody uh-huh. really seems to come out without a little bit of, of heartache in that. And for, for me, for some reason, I find that so much more engrossing, the fact that people are maybe miserable and unhappy at times. Just so like you me. spread it around. Everybody's a little bit miserable. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if other people feel <laughs> that way, but, you know, I have a crap day sometimes, and I'm sure everybody else out there listening, hopefully nobody's having a, a bad day right now. But it's nice to know that some of these people, particularly characters that maybe have always come off as, as being wonderful and, and above the fray, I like to see them have a bad day because it makes me yeah, feel a little so. better about myself. I, I like to see them have a bad day, but what I'm trying to say is, if it's too much like real life, then you're not going to watch it to escape. Well, let me go back to one of your uh, your first comments about the Cassandra storyline. I mean, come on, let's let's talk about it. That's something that no one would want to happen to anyone. I mean, even people that they don't like, I don't think anybody would want to see that. So yeah. what's the difference? What's the tipping point between being so riveted by that storyline? Where, where would the, the tipping point be where it would become something that you wouldn't want to tune in to see? I think the tipping point is knowing that it's a drama put on for your entertainment. It's not real. You know that it's makeup. I think it's that's not real. The tipping point. Wait, yeah. 
these these shows are not real. <laughs> Come on. Oh, this is just I'm sorry. They're not this real. Is just blown the nineteen last nineteen years of my life completely out of the water. I may have to take a commercial break to compose myself. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Um, let me uh, leave you with the opportunity for one last word on best or worst. Is there anything else, either good or bad, that you would like to make sure is mentioned during the course of this hour that maybe hasn't gotten the the attention already? Um, no, I guess not. I wish that we would have had uh, a little more Michael E. Knight before it ended. I wish well, we, that got his, scene, we got his yeah, voice. When he says, yeah, I know. But I wish he would have been <laughs> facing the camera and not to the back. And, you know, I, I, I wish, my, my, my Christmas wish is that Hulu and ABC and Pashka Talk all these all their differences and we get back at least something. I think, that's, I think that's a really great way to leave it. I think that's the, the wish of a lot of people out there. Yeah. So thank you so much, Emily, for calling in. It's always great to have some of our longtime listeners and callers call in to catch up, especially before the holidays, before we take our break. So I want to thank you for calling in, and hopefully we'll have you back on in 2014. Great. Take care. You too. All right, gang, we have the... Phone lines right now are completely open. We have about eight more minutes of show to fill. So if you want to talk about your favorite characters, your favorite storylines, anything that you can think of from 2013 that we maybe even haven't talked about on the show today, now is the time to call in. The number is 866-472-5788. As I said, the phone lines are completely open. This is your chance. There's no one ahead of you. You don't have to hold uh, unless, of course, 3,000 people call in all at once now, and then I don't know what I'm going to do. But until we get a call, I'm going to catch you up with some of the things that other folks are saying on the Twitter machine. And, in fact, someone did just call in, but let me let me read here what we've got on the Twitter machine. Uh, Louis J. Jr. is back again talking about anything that Finola Hughes does is great, but I also love Jane Elliott on General Hospital. Who doesn't love Jane Elliott? Uh, I mean, I'm glad that she's got some really, really good story, and hopefully we'll see a lot more from her. But we're going to go back to the lines. We have Mike from Massachusetts with some best and worst. Mike, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. How about yourself? I'm good. I want so to we, say- we're doing best and worst here. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to pick what you'd like to talk about first, the best or the worst. Oh, the best, definitely. All right. So Not what a is, lot of worst for me this year. You know, it's interesting, Mike, that you're saying that. We had a couple of people who've said that so far. Uh, I think one, two, three, four of our callers have said there really weren't that many things to complain about. So yeah. let's start off with the best. What are some of your best moments, your highlights of 2013? Well, one of my best was the Gene Cooper episode on The Young and the Restless. The first one after she passed away where all the characters, you know, became themselves and stepped out of character. That was probably the best episode that I saw this year. And it was also, it's one of those things that we were talking about with The Last Caller. That was real life, and that was a really, really well-done episode, but it was sad because they only were doing it because we'd lost someone who was a part of our lives for so many years. Right, right, but I think they just gave the actress, Jean, a great tribute, which she deserved. Oh, absolutely. There's no question that she deserved that. So how do you think that the show handled the aftermath uh, in the canvas with the fictional character of Catherine's death? Was that done uh, as well for you as as what you would wanted? 
Um, at first, not so great, but then I think now they're still kind of continuing it. Okay. Yeah. And what are some of the other things that you really liked in 2013? Do you have a favorite, uh, a favorite couple? Do you have uh, a favorite performer, someone who you think has turned in the best performance of the year? I do, actually. I Going back to Prospect Park and One Life to Live, I love Jerry Verdorn's scenes at the the last few episodes that One Life to Live was on. I thought he did a great job. He's always been a great actor, but I loved his scenes. The table flipping and the drug-induced rages, those were, right. yes. <laughs> those were definitely yeah. good viewing. Yeah, and I know Heather Tom has won the Emmy for the last couple of years, but I do think, again, this year she did a great job when she found out about Dollar Bill and her sister. So I think she might win another Emmy, but I think she deserves it. Oh, you know, it is. It's one of those things that you knew that she was a great actor when she was on The Young and the Restless. There's something about Heather Tom. She's just come alive again on The Bold and the Beautiful and is, is turning in some of these really, really great performances. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see that we've now got a couple of other people, so I'm going to give you one last chance for one of your best things before we have to move on, Mike. So what are one of your other best of 2013s? Um, just the best is that the soaps are alive again and the ratings are up for all of them, and that's the best thing. Uh, again, absolutely. I mean, from what folks are saying today, they, I think everyone agrees. We like the fact that our soaps are doing well and that we're not yeah. talking about negative things about them going away from us so thank you so much mike for calling in i really appreciate it thank you absolutely we're going to take a quick trip out west to california we have brooke on the line brooke welcome to Central live how are you hi good uh you want to talk a little bit about general hospital what is your favorite storyline on general hospital in 2013 i really like the pairing of patrick and sabrina this past year since he lost robin Okay, so what do you think now that Robin is back? How has that, uh, how has that affected you since you were such a, a fan of Patrick and Sabrina? Well, I really like the character of Sabrina because she developed from like a nerdy girl and then she became all beautiful. I just okay. hope she doesn't get heartbroken. So what do you think? Uh, we only have a couple of moments, but I want to give you a, a chance. What do you think is going to happen for Sabrina? I know what you don't want. What do you think will uh, end up I th- coming? I think I think she's going to go back to Carlos. That should be very interesting. Uh, I don't mean to, to cut you short, but I'm looking that we're running out of time, so I'm going to try to get to our last caller, Brooke, but thank you so much. I know that a lot of people agree with you. A lot of people are Patrick and Sabrina. What are we calling you? It's hashtag Patrina, correct? Yes. <laughs> All right, so I want to thank you for calling in and sharing that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we have time for one more caller. Unfortunately, we have to make it quick because now we're out of, uh, down to our last two minutes or so. So David from Ohio, best and worst. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. How are you doing? That's a lot to say in one breath. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I'm fine. I wish, I'm glad I got in. I wish I could have got in earlier, but I was out in the car. Um, I just want to quickly um, give a um, the other side of the view of um, the worst. It would be General Hospital under Cartini um, in general. Um, I believe the whole Robin kidnapping story was in- enormously disappointing for me, and I thought the anger with Faison, having Faison be behind it was great, but having him with the mask and everything portrayed 
wearing, um, masquerading as Duke was one of the silliest things I've ever seen on TV, period. Completely unbelievable. And I thought it was really, it, it really dumbed down the character of Anna because Anna had been through that whole thing before with Jonathan Paget as Duke back in the 80s and she didn't buy that. So why would she buy Paisan in the mask? I thought that was really silly. The but whole it was thing a really, as, it was a really, really expensive mask. So that's a big difference. I, and, and that's the thing. I thought it looked very cheap. It looked like something that you'd get at a CVS or Kmart. And I laughed at the whole thing. I said, this is really dumb. People think this Uh-oh. is suspenseful. It was, I thought it, com- it complete, it was a complete waste of Anders Ho's talent and the Fanolo Hughes talent. And I just thought that whole story is a, that whole story was, it's, it was just a waste. It had the potential have- to be one of the best. Thirty seconds for the best of 2013. Okay, I say the best of 2013. I'm going to say Joe Ferenfeld when she killed off Delia on Wynar. That shook everything off. That created some great human drama, and I think all the people complaining about it are just too too into things. They don't realize, okay, this is just a show. Little Sophia Polano, who plays Delia, she's got a new job. She'll be on the Miller sitcom, from what I understand, soon. So, but it, it really brought. To get brought the best performances out of everyone on YNR and it's real um, human drama, and they could, they're not really going anyplace great with it now, but I think it was a brilliant idea for her to do it, and well, I don't care how people are complaining about it. That is a perfect way to end a best and worst of show with something that will surely get people talking. So, David, I'm glad that you were able to get in there. I want to thank you so much okay. for calling, and we are down to our final 30 seconds, so I have to say thank you and talk to you in 2014. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Have a good night, Dan. You too. All right, everybody. You heard a lot of picks for the best and worst of soaps in 2013. We've run out of time, but don't forget that our Two Scoops columnists will be here to offer their picks for the best of soaps coming up on the 20th and the worst of soaps on the 27th of December. If you missed any part of today's show or you want to hear it again, or maybe you'd like to even listen to some of the past best and worst of specials that we've done here on Soap Central Live, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. It's a place to find any and all of our past episodes of Soap Central Live. Each episode is available for free. You can download it or stream it to your PC, Android, or Apple device. Speaking of Apple devices, we're also on iTunes. Go to SoapCentral.com slash iTunes. In the meantime, we're going to be back for our final live broadcast of 2013 next week with a guest who is responsible for one of the biggest viral videos of 2013 that will definitely appeal to soap fans. That's next week, December 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I hope that you'll come back then. I hope that I don't run out of time because I want to say thank you for joining me. Join me next week when we continue this saga that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.